Love's got the world in motion and I know what we can do. Love's got the world in motion and I can't believe it's true. Hello, 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 hello to the denizen of downloaders listening to this broadcast via the means of the podcast. I've sent an England shirt featuring not one, not two, but three lions to each and every one of you. The theme for this week's show is Not My World Cup of Tea. With a major sporting event taking over the social calendar here in Blighty, we feel duty-bound to address the dynamic and feeling of it all in our very own special way here at the Dukey Radio Show. World Cup fever has taken London by storm, as our boys in Brazil are poised to take the cup back home with them. Do your bit for your country and download the Dukey Radio Show every Monday. This tiny effort will go a long way to ensuring England's victory in all sporting events, everywhere, all the time. With me in the studio, I have the regular partners in crime on the Dookie Radio Show, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie. Hello, Dookie listeners. And the woman with the razor-sharp voice, Marsha MacDonald. Greetings and salutations, Marsha. Yeah, what up and all that greeting stuff. The theme for this week's show is Not My World Cup of Tea. And we're talking about situations in which... The majority of the population or group that you're dealing with, it could be a nation, it could be an office, it could be a gig, are collectively getting into something, yet you, as a person, rather than an animal, feel a little bit alienated and not 100% part of the spirit. Are you both fans and followers of the cup of worldly goodness? Yeah, not... I don't... I don't really get it. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't. Dookie, should I tell you what I, the sports event, see, yes, I'm with you, Marcia. I don't get it either. But what I do really like is the cycling. I like some cycling. I like to watch underweight men with bulging thighs haul their skinny backsides up vertiginous mountains. That's what I like. So you like looking at couriers cycling around... Couriers, that's right. ...around London. You know, I just think it's the human endeavour, which I find fascinating, and wondering, how do they poop? That's what I wonder. See, you don't have that with football. 
you figure that they take care of their bodily functions. Mm, I have to disagree with you there. There's some famous footage from, I believe, the 1990 World oh, Cup dookie. with Mr. Lineker. Yeah, I don't know about this. And he was. Is that shall the we potato say, chips guy? Yes. The okay. Yeah. Crisps. The crisps genius. Yeah, I can't say that word. They yeah. call them potato chips in the Americas. Crisps. Ips. Yeah. He's Mr. Walker's. Yeah. You, yeah. There are hey, other brands. Wait a minute, Dookie. Can we, Sylvia? Do you mind? Oh, you want me to say that word? Okay, crisp. See, I can't say it either. See, you guys, uh, Marcia, you say that you can't say that word, but try being me trying to say crisps. See, that doesn't work. Is that why you never order them? I, I, I'm with Marcia. I do like to say potato chips because crisp is, is, is too hard for me. One thing which is hard is being caught short on the football pitch, the year 1990, the footballer, Gary Lineker. Yeah, God. And he tried to disguise his output oh, God. by making it look as though he was moving some mud about. Oh, God. He had... Oh, God. On the field? Yes. And the camera was oh, right on him. Oh, man. That's... What... Understand, because it's not like you know, like American football goes on for four hours at least. Over here, your your soccer, your it only goes on for an hour and a half. You couldn't, you can't wait. He was caught well, short. Oh, Dookie, that's not good. No, that's not good. Isn't he a national treasure now? He certainly is. So yes. he must see now. If I did that at work, I would. I would have to think very seriously about whether I could ever actually leave the house again. And in fact, I would I would possibly think about having myself committed. Due to shitting yourself. Yes, because that would be a horror for me beyond all measures. I would just have to think, you know what T.S. Eliot, you know the poet T.S. Eliot? Yes. You know that he had his wife locked up he had her taken away and locked up and she just lived in this mental hospital for the next 30 years until she died of natural causes right i would have to ask you and martha if that happened to me if i pooped myself at work i would have to ask you two to very kindly cart me off to a hospital and forget about me and I would live very happily on the grounds of some hospital out in the middle of nowhere until the end of my days. I will bear that in mind. If you'd like to see a national treasure and crisp God, oh God. No. pooping himself on the job, as it were, I'm sure if you go to YouTube and put ah, Gary Lineker shits himself, you would almighty. be able to find it. Yeah, I might have to look that up. It's quite a good cover-up. Oh, Dookie, that's... I might leave you guys to that because I just don't need... I don't need to see it. I don't need to see... Who needs to... That's... Just... Wouldn't you just... Was he mortified? I believe he felt he got away with oh it. Oh, my God. The fact that the camera was right on him. Uh, and if you have even basic lip-reading skills, the exchange that he has with one of his fellow... England players is priceless. Check it out on YouTube. It is worth 
the click. Dookie, you know, I think it's happened to the best of us. And I have a friend who's the, the most beautiful woman on earth. She's got beautiful red hair. She's absolutely gorgeous, and I know that it happened to her over Christmas, and I'm not giving away any secrets because she told us all about it, and, you know, she, she was just drunk, you know, and it, you know, it happens, and it's happened to all of us. It's, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened to me because it has happened to me. I don't want to go into details, but it has happened. Has it happened to you, Dookie? It has. I've also been exposed to somebody in mid, shall we say, output due to an emergency, which features on a much earlier Dookie radio show. Yes, Welshy, yeah, the Welshy drummer in my band, was caught short. Or you leave himself in your car. That's right. It happened on tour in Germany, and it involved a carrier bag and oh the challenge of keeping the windows up. And that's a, a story for another time. Now... Dookie... Yes, the, I'm so sorry that we opened up this can of worms because I just like to watch like the Tour de France because it's not that I know what's going on because I don't. I mean, I know there's all kinds of team tactics and it's like chess on wheels and all this stuff. And I know that they're all kind of in, you know, they got all peed off with each other and everything. I just like to watch it because of the human endeavor and, you know, whether they're off their heads on drugs or not. I don't know. But what interests me is where do they pee and poop? Because they're on their cycle for like six hours. And I have a friend whose husband really, really, really loves cycling. And he's really into cycling and he knows everything there is to know about it. And he says they actually poop on their bikes. Right. So I just think that I just admire that your dedication that you would have to have towards your sport to poop yourself on your bicycle. I wonder if on the Tour de France, if there are certain media black spots or blackout no, spots. there's not. So there isn't an area, it could be a tunnel or a, a heavily forested area where... It's agreed that the helicopter will not be covering this. I highly doubt it. The van with the film crew will not do this. And it's basically a free shit for all. I I doubt it, Dookie, because it's big money filming it. It's big, big money. And, you know, maybe they leap off their bikes and run into the forest. Or maybe they're so undernourished that they don't actually have to poop. But I know that sometimes the carbohydrates and stuff that they ingest, they have to get that just right because otherwise it gives them the runs. So maybe it kind of works itself out like they don't, you know, they don't have to have like a, let's not get too graphic. But They're you producing know. gravy rather than a loaf. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, I'm never eating a sandwich again as long as I live. I'm aware that... Can we get off the whole poop thing now and talk about not my cup of tea? Please. Yes. I think it's very, very interesting, Sylvia, when I asked you whether or not yes. the World Cup fever yes. had in some way affected you, that you know, and, and whether or not you've been afflicted 
by it that you then talked about your passion for cycling, which is a very polite and very Sylvia way of saying, no, I have no interest in football whatsoever. I don't really have any interest in it, but I have interest in people's interest in it, if that makes sense. So the other day when I was working, I was working with lots of people and they were really into it. And some guy, he was really nice. He said that he'd been planning for it for a month and, you know, storing up beer in his fridge. See, that interests me. That interests me, so I don't have any interest in the football itself, but I have the interest in the people's interest in it. Because I think it's interesting how people get so involved in it. And, you know, they really... I used to have a friend whose boyfriend, when his football team lost, it it was the only time she saw him cry ever. And, like, his parents had died, and he had had all these horrible things happen to him while she was going out with him. And the only time she saw him cry was when the Denver Broncos lost, which was his team. And I'm not au fait with American football. The Denver Broncos, are they a team of some merit? Are they yes. one of the large kids? Actually, were they not taking part in a recent Super Bowl? Super Bowl. That's right. So, they were this year's Super Bowl. So to be fair, if this is a team that does very, very well, this person would not be affected by defeat on a regular basis. So it's not surprising no, that no, tears... They were, big, they were a big team. They did, you know, they did good things and, you know, they had their you know, successes, and they still do. They made it to the Super Bowl. But this guy, see, that interested me because he was a really smart guy and he seemed to have a really good head on his shoulders. But the only time he cried was when the Broncos lost. See, that that I find interesting. Poor little lamb. Talking of the Super Bowl, Sylvia, and Marsha. Yeah, I hope we're bringing it up above the waist now. Oh, it's above the waist. Yeah, good. But we are still going to talk about balls. The uh, Super Bowl. Yes, there, what? You, and don't take this the wrong way, uh, you appear to have one great big shiny round ball sitting next to your computer. And it's kind of, the word would be disconcerting. Yes. Yeah, what? I suffered a personal loss at the weekend. Oh, Dookie. The mouse that I have used on my home computer and home studio setup. Oh, Dookie. It sounds so sad already. Died. It's one of those all in one units where you use your thumb to move the cursor around. Oh, you twiddled your ball. Yes. Oh, got it. Got it. I used to twiddle my ball on a regular basis in order to get things working on my computer. Yeah, that sounds awkward. And it was one of those devices where whenever bandmates would get onto the computer or or any friends, nine times out of ten, they would... (laughs) Ask, what the fuck is this? Slag the mouse off. And uh, yes, there that's are why few... I didn't. I just thought you had a great big red shiny ball that it had somehow come detached. And it, yeah, I might be treading on Sylvia's toes here, but you know how to ask. Anyway, you're talking I, about balls. I threw the, the mouse away, but I've kept the ball as a, a memento. Oh, Dookie, that's it, beautiful. If you will, it's my computer tombstone. Oh, Dookie, maybe you should make a big ring out of it. A ring and a ball. A yes. ring out of your ball. Yes. 
I will. We've been watching Drag Queens of London, can you tell? Yes, you do <gasps> seem very oh. camp today, both of you. Ah, uh, Dookie, can I just say, if Rosie Beaver and Violet and Silver and Bag of Chips and Lady Lloyd are out there listening, God, we love you. Drag Queens of London is a show which appears to have been produced by the team that brought us Pineapple Dance Studios as well as A Breed Apart. Right. And this show, it's it's a fly-on-the-wall show set in London following the trials and tribulations, and there are loads of both in the tranny world. You know what I love about it? You know there's that guy who lived on a farm in the Peak District, wherever the hell that is. I think it's all the way up north. North Derbyshire. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Uh, anyway. It- oh, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. North Derbyshire. Does that yeah, make I it any better? Yeah, I don't know where, where the hell that right, is. Right, okay. Uh, so it's out in the middle of nowhere, and his boyfriend is a farmer, so therefore he becomes a farmer, but he really wants to be a drag queen. The thing I love about it is he's got to come to London to participate in this... Uh, drag queen competition and he's scared to come here and i'm like you're out in the middle of nowhere try you know being a drag queen and you know surrounded by farmers and you're scared to come to soho in london bless your heart bless his heart you know he certainly has other things to be worried about but you want to talk about balls, Dookie. And not, like, drag queens tuck him. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, with the World Cup happening... Yeah. This involves what you two would have grown up knowing as soccer. Yeah. And I can understand that, you know, when you were growing up, soccer was, was in no way a part of North American life. No, not really, but I knew who Pele was. Right. Oh, fair enough. And so you knew the icons. Yeah. Oh, my right. brother did play soccer. So, Sylvia, you must have some attachment to the sport. You had a family member taking part in it. And so no. you, you. Right. What <laughs> about the Super Bowl in the Americas? Oh, American Dookie, football. Uh, you know, I used to date a guy who was really, really into his football. So every year. Well, not. Well, every year the Super Bowl happened. And then, you know, football season. And I have actually been to American football games. And bless his heart, he was a lovely guy. He was so sweet. And I really, really hope that he's hooked up with somebody who likes football a whole lot more than I did. Because I just... It's not my World Cup of Tea, Dookie. It's just not my World Cup of Tea. Marsha, you're being very quiet. Are you a, a bit of a hardcore American football you fan? You know, like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, I don't... You know, if we, you know, people go out and they enjoy it, and I think, you know, go out and enjoy it, good times, you know, and you can feel the atmosphere in London, you know, it gets kind of exciting, you know, everybody kind of pulls together, it's nice, you know, that's cool. I don't begrudge anyone, I just don't care. Can I talk about something that is in my world, Cup tea? That's not sports. I don't get the whole thing with wine. Wine. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people, that's their cup of tea, like a lot of my friends. And, you know, Sylvia, you have friends over and they're becoming my friends, which is, 
You know, it's cool. And they really like their wine. Oh, that's so not my glass of Chardonnay. Well, yeah, I mean, Dookie, you like your wine, don't you? I do. I am a fan. I don't get it. And I am a drinker. (laughs) I'm a user of wine. I use it to give myself that whiny feeling. Yeah, I don't get it. And to me, it's, you know... Wine is two things to me. It's either Kool-Aid or vinegar. And I don't want either one of those things. And, but, can I tell you something, Dookie? Hit me. Do you mind if I talk a little bit more about drink? Because I know you Brits like, you know, you like your alcohol. Yes, it's part (laughs) of, it's the backbone that made this country great. Alcoholism, that is. We need to talk about the three of us went to a barbecue yesterday. A lesbian barbecue. A lesbian barbecue, yeah. They were very good hostesses, you know. You you said you've known one of them forever, right? Correct. She is family. Right. Okay, so, and you guys were kind enough to invite me and Sylvia with you. And, you know, they were really good hostesses, you know, the drink, you know, Pimps and, and Prosecco, that's, that's good, right? That is a recipe for a good time. Oh, and they had, like, apples and strawberries in it. That, that, was, that was amazing. You, know, you were getting a number of your five-a-day in a beautiful and, drink. And, and, and I'm saying I don't like wine, but I, I only like wine if it's got bubbles in it. And, and that doesn't make me all, like, pretentious, like I only drank champagne. You know, it can be, like, your cheapest cava. I don't, I don't care. It's just the only way that I can ingest wine, right? So, but Pimps and... Anyway, Dookie, Sylvia, guess. What do we need to tell them about? The listeners. Dookie, Martha, let's just take a moment. Dookie, do you not think that we should take a moment here? Martha, should we take a moment? And just think about it, because we all know what's in the room, don't we? Who's going to say it? Dookie, I think you should say it. Jam donut. Oh, the jam donut. We're not referring to the confectionery product, but a shot known as a jam donut. Donut. Man, oh man, I mean... I must say, to those people that are new to the Dukey Radio Show, and indeed seasoned listeners, Sylvia and Marsha, my esteemed partners in crime, are not seasoned drinkers. No. But... We're not. Talking. You both no. were loving... The jam donut. Oh, dookie. As I mean, did I. I'm not a big drinker. I can kind of take it or leave it. I, you know, I like a glass of wine. It's, it's fine. I don't mind. And, you know, I I just think you just, yeah, we, we're, me and Marcia just happen to have that in common that we're just not really big drinkers, are we? No, you know, I like a, you know, if I'm going to drink, I'm usually going to have a vodka tonic because it's the least disgusting thing you can get. Bubbles. Bubbles, you know, if they're on offer, yeah. So, but God Almighty, they bring this. Oh, I mean, the food was great. She's a good cook, your friend. And then they say, Do you want a jam donut? And I'm like, It's because I asked what Shamboard was. 
And I don't know if you pronounce the D on that or not. It's one of those things where if you are in the UK, the D will be pronounced. Whereas I think the French would keep it silent. Yes, I thought. So I don't want to do it wrong, but I also don't want to be pretentious. So I'm going to keep Be British about it, but also respectful to the French and the French language. Also for giving us the glories of Shambord. See, yes, it's a fine balance between pretension and ignorance. Sylvia, so what, what, is, what is Shambord? Shambord is a raspberry liqueur that is also, so it's made with raspberries, but it's also made with honey and Madagascan vanilla steeped in cognac. And how do I know that? Because I Googled it this morning when my hangover was easing off slightly. Before we talk about how you're going to eventually transform into becoming a jam donut addict, I think it's important to explain the two constituents of this incredible shot. The aforementioned Shambord, Shambord. along with Bailey's. Yeah, usually I think that Bailey's tastes like um, a chocolate milk made with Nestle's Quick that's been vomited up by a baby. Usually that's what I, you know, I think Bailey's, I don't know, it tastes like mucus that's been sweetened. And, you know, some people like it. That's you're, They're usually like women in their 40s who are a little bit lonely. But, you know, that, that's what it is to me. It tastes like sweet mucus, right? So you're not a fan of Bailey's on its own? No, maybe when I hit 55 and uh, I'm sitting around lonely in my house, you know, know, maybe. But right now, no. Because? But, oh, man, combine it. Combine Bailey's with Shambord. Right, so I guess what they did was in the shot glasses, right? Yes. Guys? So they put half the shot glass appeared to be Shambord, right? Mm. And then they put the half of Bailey's on top, right? And then and then you got to down it in one, they said, right? So we all downed it in one, and it tastes exactly like a jam donut. It's the best thing. It's the best new thing I've tried since a pickleback. We will have a chat about picklebacks yeah. later. Let's stick to the jam donut. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not trying, yeah. The jam donut. Number one, you get this foamy top ahead, if you will, in the yeah, shot like, glass. Yeah, I would say creamy more than foamy. Creamy is a better word. There, yes, yeah. fair enough, I accept that. And normally when you have a shot, be it the world's finest whiskies, be it Sambuca, there is a bit of a love-hate thing happening afterwards. Yeah, like tequila, where you feel like mm, you want to die. Absolutely, where it's sometimes you have a very sharp sensation that's a bit hard work, and then the aftertaste makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. With the jam donut shot, however... It's all about the aftertaste. It's the gift that keeps giving. It's all about the aftertaste. And we, because they poured us one right before we went home, bless their hearts, and I was tasting it all night, which is, was, it sounds a bit gross, but you know when you kind of belch and you can taste what, and I was belching and it tasted like jam donut and it was actually really nice. I know that sounds gross, but it was nice. It just, I'm trying to make the point that the aftertaste 
with what it was all about. And the immediate taste is that of a really lovely, full-bodied, gorgeous jam donut. Yeah, so, Dookie, I'm not into the wine, so that's not my cup of tea. And, you know, alcohol as a whole, you know, it's big in this country. You Brits love your, like, the way Americans feel about food, that's what Brits feel about alcohol. And, you know, I could take it or leave it. It's not really my cup of tea. But when it's right, yeah, loving it. Yeah. The pickleback, if you people don't know, shot of whiskey, shot of pickle juice from a jar. It sounds like the most repugnant thing you could imagine. It's amazing chemical reaction because the pickle juice cancels out the whiskey. So in my case, because I don't like whiskey, if you, you know, you want to get a buzz on, that's the way to do it because you can't even, it's like you had nothing. I'm not describing this well, but you know, there you go. It also tastes as though it's good for you. There's a slightly herbal infused vibe about it. Obviously, you are consuming whiskey followed by pickle juice, but mix them together. Well, not mix together, have one after the other, and it is tremendous. And also, it needs to be in the order of whiskey followed by the pickle juice. And it is tremendous. We haven't done that in a while, and it's something which I have a Dude, feeling we should... Uh, and we can try that. I, I've read about a chili back that a I want chili to back. Try. Is that the same thing only with chili-infused pickle juice? You take the juice from a jar of jalapeno. Oh, so, so pickles like do not feature. Right. Yes. So that, that would be my cup of tea, because I do like a bit of spice. Ooh, spicy. So we're talking about World Cup, and we're talking about football, and what... It seems to be like the three of us in this room, it's not... The football really isn't our cup of tea, although, Dookie, you were saying that you are watching the England games, like you said you watched the first game at the weekend. I did, yes. Whoever that was, <laughs> I guess. And if I, if I sound a little depressed, it, I was affected by it a bit. I'm not a football yeah, fanatic. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> I remember I was at an airport in California. It was the San Francisco International Airport, and... Uh, just outside the entrance area, there was a Harry Krishna person who was trying to sell his wares to me. And he asked me a question I shall never forget. So uh, you're from England, yeah? Yes. Are you one of those football hooligans? <laughs> To which I said, yes, I'm going to fucking kick your head in. It's because you look like such a hooligan, Dookie. Absolutely. Such a hooligan. And at the time, I had a very wholesome demeanour. Oh, oh, sorry, we, uh, it's... I, 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 R- oh. I, I, what, I, what, what's going we, on? We, we have a guest dope. here. This is dope, Bulky. Yes, is that's dope. Molly. Oh, 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 hello, Dookie. Oh, hello. Ladies and gentlemen... Irene, our favourite OAP on the planet. Oh, you'd be cool, 
lovely to have you here. Yes, we. It's lovely. It's cozy and very, very dog it's friendly. It's a doggo pork in it, mate, isn't it? Dookie, I dropped by to say, yeah, I didn't realise you was all recording in there. I, I can't stay long because me always waiting outside for me, innit? But I had to come in because I knew you'd be worried about me tummy. How is your tummy? It was quite dicey last yeah, week. Yeah, it was awful, Dookie. Absolutely awful. I was making gravy from one end of the day to the other. You know I, what I mean? I gather you're not talking about cooking either. Ah! Oh, Dookie, it was, ter- it was terrible at work. Because, you know, I said to you I had a dodgy key, babe, didn't I? So we're talking about the Sunday loaf rather than the Sunday roast. Oh, Dookie, if only. I mean, we, we, we was eight on the Saturday night. We was coming back from the bingo. and As, as I, you do. I think I said to you that, you know, the key, babe, man, you know, with the vein, the key, babe, vein, man, he was giving away some kebabs. He says to me, Roy, he says, do you want a kebab? Because there's some going, right? And we said, oh, yeah, we love a kebab. Me and Roy, we love the kebabs. So we decided to have a couple of kebabs, right, with the garlic sauce and all that. And it were lovely, it were. And then I woke up the next day... And me, me tum-tum was all, you know, scrunchy-scrunchies and all that. And then when I came in here, you know, I was clenching for me life, I was. It was awful. I've never clenched so hard in me life. Oh, bless it you. It was like me bum cheeks was on fire while I was clenching so hard. It was awful. I think it's a testament to your strength of character that you are willing to hold it all in. Oh, I held it in. Just to be here for the Dukey oh, Radio Show. Oh, my word. And then I had to get some emodium and I was on the emodium. And I was in the pepti pepti bismoms. Liquid cement. Oh, Dukey. Irene, Irene, how long were you doing it through the eye of a needle for? Oh, Several days. Several days? That's quite worrying. There's a. a And I love my key babes. It's such a shame, you know. And, you know, it won't stop me from having the key babes because I love the key babe. So, Dookie, I just had to stop in and tell you, and your listeners, because I knew you'd be worried, but I'm all back on form now. And me sometimes feeling wonderful and me. Me and me Rob, we might go, you know, and get some sushi at the bingo hall. Right, that's a combination which they I wouldn't lovely, you expect. Know, with the mackerel and the halibut with the ricey, ricey that's and all a the, you know, combination. All that, that poncy stuff. They Absolutely. Do it, they do it nice in the bingo hall, they do. So, Irene, to cut a very long story yes, short, dookie, you have boy, graced yeah. us with your presence. Yes. And it is lovely to have you here. You've yes. graced us with your presence in order to tell us that you no longer have the shits in the way that you did last week. Oh, that's right, Dookie. I'm fucking fat I am. So now I'm going to go. Me and Roy, we're going to the bingo hall. We're going to have some lovely sushi sushis and we're going to play some lovely bingo. So you three all have fun now and I'll see you next week, OK? Oh, thank you. Take care, Irene. 
Bye bye. Uh, bye. Take care. Goodness. Yeah, uh, I don't know about raw fish at a bingo hall. Or free kebabs. It's all a little bit worrying. She definitely likes to take chances with her bowels. Please do not do the screamies. We are only here to explore the scintillating situations happening in your city. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City, featuring Sylvia Silversmith. Dookie. Yes? I've messed up. No. I messed up last summer, and I feel terrible about it, so I am on guard for this. But, obviously, I haven't been on guard enough. So, but I'm going to talk about how I messed up after I talk about the fact that we're all going to Austria. Austria will enjoy the presence of the three of us due to what reason? The World Body Painting Festival. Ooh, colour me happy. Colour me happy, Dookie. I mean, wow. I have never heard of this place in in Austria, but that, you know, regular listeners will know about my geographical ignorance. So, this place is called Portschock in Austria. Have you heard of that place, Dookie? No, but it sounds like the name of a tranny dancer. Portshock. Yep. Oh, hi, my name is Portshock because, oh, I love to drink port and when you see my show, darling, it is shocking. Not bad, but my favourite tranny name or drag queen name is uh, Jenny Talia. <laughs> Brilliant. How come I've not thought of that I before? I do like Jenny Talia and I, I told one of my friends... Jenny Talia. ...about that. Who, who, one of my friends, he used to drag up quite a lot. And I said, you should have been Jenny Talia. And he looked at me really blank for like two seconds. I don't get it. And for those two seconds, I had that awful fear. I mean, I know he's not easily offended, but I had that terrible, terrible fear that somehow I had offended him. And after those two fearful seconds, he threw his head back and laughed... It had taken him those two seconds to get it. The name is that good. It's fabulous. And if I was a drag queen, which I so wish I was, I would be Johnny Talia. Anyway, it's the World Body Painting Festival. Who knew? Did you know that this went on? Either of you? No. Yeah, no idea. No idea. But, you know, it it sounds cool. From The picture I can see on your... uh, your computer there, uh, she's looking, I think, what the, uh, you know, the models would call fierce. Yes, I agree. Work it, girl. You are so yes. fierce. I mean, wow, that must have taken... This woman is covered from head to foot, from what I can see, in silver and bronze body paint. She's got an amazing feather headdress on. She's got epaulets on her shoulders that have spikes on them. And her, she's topless. So, but you couldn't really tell because her boobs have been painted like a metallic green and they're curly cued with like some sort of bronze impasto. Can I use that word impasto? Sylvia, no, you can't. I can't. Okay, Dookie. Because I actually, I don't want to be patronizing, but I didn't know what impasto was until a few months ago. And I'm thinking maybe it might not be a word that 
lots of people use in their daily lives. And that's why you can't use it on the show. Oh, okay. Sorry. So um, apologies. Should I explain what it is? Yes, please. Since I've, impasto is like what when you put paint on so thickly that it's almost like you're molding it. Ah. And I only know what it is because I read about Van Gogh and that's what he did. Like when you look at his paintings up close, you can see like the paint is so thick that he was almost sculpting with it. So this lovely young woman in this picture, she's got the, her her metallic green boobs have like spirals of bronze paint around them in impasto. So it's really, really thick. And her nipples appear to be bronze as well. Nipples. And she's holding a skull's head on a, a, a skull's head. Is that a tautology? Yes. Like where you say one thing after another that's redundant. To be fair, though, what you have done is you've given the collection of bones an identity. So instead of, oh, that's Johan's head, it yes. is the skull's head or the skeleton's head. It's I'm trying to really yeah, cover up the are, fact that you got it wrong. Yeah, you, you did. You, you guys are using a lot of $5 words there. So anyway, so she's she has a skull on a stick. So she looks really cool. And this festival has been going on since 1998. But from what I can gather, it went through a period of not being very popular. Now, I don't know why that might be. But now, since they moved it in 2010, they moved it from another part of Austria to Pork Sock. Since then, it has really taken off, and you can go see all kinds of competitions. Uh, you know, at, at the pork shock, um, the the only the only shock that takes place um, where we're from is in the name of the town. We're very liberal. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're more liberal in this town. So mm. I just love the categories of the different competitions. We, we also have uh, um, a lot of uh, paint factories here, so it makes it easy to um, give. Ah, uh, do you know Hans? Provisions towards the, the participants. Yeah. Yeah, Hans, you get a little Swedish there, but yeah. Well, I ignore I've, that. It's you. I I uh, travel all around the world. Yeah, now you're heading to Berlin. <laughs> Well, what? Listen, I, I, I am from from Austria. We we speak a similar uh, language. They, they, a lot of people will say it's. Um, we call it Austrian, but to to, to like English speakers, like like you, uh, it's 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 German. So Hans, they have a brush and sponge competition. A, a brush and. Sp- Sponge competition. So I guess that I'm, I'm guessing that's where that you're dibble dabbling all over the person. So like you're sponging them in paint. So you're giving the Pollock treatment to human flesh. Yes. So, or they have an airbrush competition. Which sounds difficult to me. I mean, I couldn't do any of this anyway. But you know what it sounds like to me, the airbrush part? It sounds tickly. Yes, I. If I was a participant, as yes. in the the model, the model, yes, I would not excel at any yes, of the actually, airbrushing. Actually, the brush and sponge sounds tickly to me too, and it could be that it's tickly in too good of a way. Yes, and that might 
not be good. Um, we're working with a uh, Juki here. We might need some more um, paint, if you know what I mean. There's a uh, extra. Um, do they now, Juki? Yes. Really? This extra. That's not something either, Marcia. I know about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I am so, the, so sorry to have put that image in your okay, respective Dookie. heads. I'm just going to plough through. There's extra. So they also have special effects makeup, which I presume is something like, I don't know, like airbrushing somebody to make them look like a Klingon? Would that right. be it? So if, when I think of special effects and makeup, also the recreating how somebody would look if they were in a nasty accident. Recreating disfigurement, that kind of thing. As yes, well. yes, I suppose so. Yes, that's pro- yes, you're probably right. And they also have a UV award, which I think must be really cool because if you're showing this kind of stuff off at night under the kind of lights that show off UV UV makeup, that must be really funky. I remember I went to a gig with a musician friend of mine, and he had just started seeing this Irish girl. And lovely person, very, very attractive. But when we went into the music venue that we were seeing a a gig at, the UV light came on. And it was one of the most scary sights. Every freckle and blemish took on a life of its own. Oh, dear. And my mate, he dumped her that weekend. Oh, dear, that's terrible. I think the UV lights... I think you should name and shame. Who is he? Name and shame. No, I can't. Name and shame, Dookie. What does he listen? You know who you are, Mr. Person, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. So, Dookie, Mm. this event takes place over a week, starting at the end of the month, June 29th, and it goes on to the 6th of July, and... It doesn't, it just sound fabuloso. Apparently, the highlight of the week is the Body Circus Fantasy Ball, where visitors come dressed in fantasy costumes, decorated with body paint, makeup, and masks at the Castle Mooseburg. As you do. I like that name, the Castle Mooseburg. And apparently you have a night of mystery and wonder. There's DJs, there's visual effects, and... If anybody is worried about this kind of thing, because this is the kind of thing that might enter into my mind. If you're getting your body paint done, if you're male, if you have male parts, you have to keep your underpants on. Oh, which links up a little bit with what um, I mentioned earlier in terms of uh, we're going to need some extra... Extra pants? You have to keep your pants on, Dookie. Ah. And if you're a woman, you have to keep your pants on, but tops are optional. Right. So you can either wear your bikini top or not. Just to allay people's fears there. You don't have to take your... Oh, sorry. You do have to keep your your, your pants your on. on. And, and buy pants undergarments for men and for women knickers but no bra and you know what i would just like to link this back to our theme on this show because it links back to kind of when you think body paint you think tattoos right yes it's an easy link to make is what i'm saying yes tattoos are not really my cup of tea yet you do know some people who are very very inked up 
I know people who are inked from one end of their body. So, see, the thing I, I don't, uh, you know. It's just I, not for you. Yes, I don't object to them, and I like the stories behind them, and I always ask people about their two tattoos, and I, you know, I can admire them if it's a good piece of artistry. But for me and my body, they're just not my cup of tea. And I read somebody yesterday in the paper saying, not having a tattoo is the new tattoo. Because it's become very subversive not to have a tattoo. And I'm quite happy about that. In my band. Yes. Two of us, two (gasps) of the three members. Neither you or Ed have tattoos. Less. And this is a quite a rare thing in the music scene See, at the minute. it's very subversive. Obviously, Welshy, our drummer and sometime contributor to the Dukey radio show, He's got is inked and proudly inked and there's many a great story surrounding each and yes. every one of those tattoos. And his his beautiful girlfriend has lots of ink and her, my favourite part, my favourite tattoo of hers is on the part of her body which is her lower calf. She has a bowling pin. Nice pins. On her lower... Yeah. Nice and, pins, and isn't it? She, she kind of... When I asked her about it, she kind of looked at me like she had kind of forgotten about it, which is kind of fair enough because you don't always look at your own calves. But I love that. She's such a cute girl, and she has a bowling pin. And I don't think she really could come up with a reason as to why she had a bowling pin, which is even more interesting to me. Pins, I think it was just like as in legs, no, nice no, pins. like a bowling pin. I think she just said she went through a bowling phase. Oh, all this time I genuinely thought it was a a play on words. That's not how she explained it to me. It's a random. She was thing. just like, well, you know, I went through a bowling phase. Goodness. So strike it lucky. Yeah, bless her heart. She's so cute, and her ink, I think, is really cute, and it's really cute on her. And she'd probably hate the word cute, but I'm gonna use it anyway because that's the way I am. And I mean it in a really, really loving way. Dookie, Marcia, I've done it again. What have you done? Dookie, do you remember last summer when I forgot to tell everybody about Hot Tub Cinema? Yes. I haven't forgotten about that this year. I am all over that bad boy because we need to go do Hot Tub Cinema. 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 (laughs) We need to go to a seminar on On Hot Tubs. Cinema. So, but Dookie, I have forgotten about something or it didn't reach my radar and it happened yesterday. Confess. And the, the only reason I'm going to mention it is because if you missed it and you want to organize one in a town near you, do it. Listeners, Dookie, Marcia, yesterday was the London Naked Cycling event. Right, so... Yeah, God. We started the radio show in which we were discussing sports and the fact that there is... Yeah, hang on, i have to edit this. We started the show and you mentioned your love, Sylvia, for the Tour de France and yes. cycling in general. Yes. And it's quite fitting that on scintillating situations in your city that cycling appears once again, although this time... Oh, isn't it? Just... Songs clothes. This is something that I wouldn't participate in only because being on a cycle, feeling things wobble is not really my cup of tea either. But at least I know that it's closed so that I'm the only person that has to deal with it. Right. But 
if I you needed to relieve yourself. Fab. Oh, well, yes, there you go. Maybe There's... they should do this in the Tour de France. Although I did read a book. Am I talking too much? I did read a book about this guy who did, he was a professional cyclist and he did everything he possibly could to add like a second or two to his time. I mean, he was obsessed. Every millisecond counts in cycling. Uh, yes. And one of the things that he did was go to, uh, I think it was a velodrome and he cycled naked to see if that would add like a second to his time by taking off you know usually they wear like lycra which has all been designed and designed to try to be aerodynamic but he decided to do it naked just to see and it didn't make any difference at all right so but he would be unencumbered should yes a call of nature decide well, there to you go dookie so it was the London Naked Cycle. I do believe they also have one in Kent. And I do believe they also have one in Brighton. People, if wherever you are, if you're in the States, if you're in this country, if you're in Europe, or if you're in Africa, if you're in Australia, wherever you are, try to get something together. I know people are protesting. So ridiculous. It's just some naked people. It's really, you know, it's, wait, no, you know, for, it's, I'm they're, they're at spreading your, filth is what they're doing. Well, uh, yeah, there will be a bit of that. But you know what, Dookie and and Silvio, I'm looking at your your website that you're looking at there for the naked cycling. And they're naked and they got shoes on. You know what I mean? I mean, you know when you're like... You know, like when you've hooked up with somebody. Ah, it's the naked but wearing socks issue. Yeah, and there's been times when I might have, you know, hooked up with someone. And it's either that night or the next morning that at some point they put everything on or take it off in the wrong order. So at some point they're just wearing socks. People, take it from me. Don't do that. Right? If you want Don't to, do it. If you would like your relationship to progress from basic toilet part integration in one night God, stand fashion into full blown love, do not do the naked, with the exception of socks. All of those ways Outfit. of describing sex that you just went through, Dookie, are really repugnant and abhorrent to me. It is the Dookie Radio Show. We are on this pirate ship for a reason, due yeah. to being repugnant. Yeah. Okay, so describe this guy then, the two of you here. Dookie, have a look at this. Now, you guys, you know, this is Sylvia. You're looking at this on your computer. Now... I'm not saying, you know, he's a fit guy. He's obviously fit, right? He's a man of certain vintage, I would say late 50s, early 60s, but a very yeah. sp fine specimen he's, of somebody he's in sporting, that age. Yeah, he's sporting group. a nice physique. Yes. Right? I mean, ultimately. But, you know, he's wearing shoes and socks. He is. I agree. It, he it looks is like weird. a geography lecturer who is, is naked true. with the exception of trainers, plimsolls, sneakers, as they're called in the Americas. Yes. And Tennis shoes. on an old style bicycle. Um, uh, to be fair, it's he, a he's on a touring bike 
Okay, like a, I would call that a 10 speed. I mean, That's it might right. not have 10 speeds, but it looks like a 10 speed. Yeah, fair enough. It's the, the drop handlebar yes. uh, so thing he, that's happening he does, there. He does look like your geography teacher. Today and, we're going to be discussing the yeah. counter-urbanisation and its effects on modern-day Chicago. Yeah, and Mr. Man, if you're listening, I think you're in Seven Oaks, and you are very, very fit and very trained, and I would say well done, but I'm with Marcia on this one. I think if I was going to do the naked cycling, which I won't, I might go barefooted, because it is, it isn't, it, I mean, I know it's not supposed to be about what you like look like, and I know it's certainly not supposed to be sexy, sexy times, but... It just, I think it accentuates your nakedity even more when you're wearing something. You know, like, if you were just fully naked, I could handle it. But, like, suddenly you're, like, just wearing, you know, like, it tennis makes it shoes. More. It's like, it's like, whoa, you are, like, beyond naked. Yeah, so I have to give Dylan Moran credit for that, the Irish comedian, because he, he was making fun funnies about the French one time and he said you know they wander around in their apartments you know naked from the waist down to emphasize their nakedity (laughs) and that is so true it's like if you're wearing one garment especially if your private bits are exposed but you're wearing something else you're really emphasizing your nakedity there the only issue is with being fully naked and cycling is yeah it would be the size of my ass the the fact that you've got bare feet on pedals. Oh, I understand that. I do understand that. I'm it, just saying. Well, it there, would be very painful with some pedals. Yes. No, I, I agree. I would have to find a way, though. Because. But we've missed it this year because of me. And I guarantee you, people. All of you, I will not miss out the hot tub cinema this year because I did it last year and it has haunted me ever since. In fact, next week, you're going to be having a bit of a hot tub theme for your scintillating situations <gasps> where you are now. I am now? Yes. Oh, Dookie, do I've, I know about this? Uh, no, but I'm ordering it. I feel that oh, it, with the excitement of everything that's going uh, on. God, Dookie, I think over the next, you need to think about the, it is summer, and summer is not as long as it should be. It only lasts a summer. Yes. I think you need to look at all of the hot tub cinematic goings on yes. in the UK and elsewhere, and let our listeners know well in advance because you could end up making the same mistake as you did with these naked cyclists. I will have a hot tub thing. This is a challenge and I would like you to... I'd like you to to really grab it by the... uh, Yes. Yes. I would like you to explore it. I'll grab it by something. Yes. Dookie, can I ask you a question? Hit me. I need to know from you and Marcia and your listeners whether I should buy an exercise bike so that I can watch the Tour de France while I'm on my exercise bike and pretend that I'm doing it with him. That's what I need to know. Right. Well, I won't do it naked because that would be weird. But I would really, really like to do that. And I need to know what your listeners and you and Marcia think. I do have an opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, being at home on your foldable bike is kind of a little different from climbing the Alps. This is true. I'm not saying that I would 
expect to be exerting the same amount of energy as them. I just, yes. I just think it would be interesting. It would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, be interesting, that's for sure. My opinion on this is... Yeah. I did something similar, although I was outdoors and actually cycling at the time. Really, Dookie? I was doing a solo cycling trip here in the UK. I did Lands End to John O'Groats, the oh, most southwestern ah, part of fabulous. the UK. Yes. To the most northern eastern part that's of fabulous. The, the British Isles. That's pretty good. Well, that's this impressive. particular island that we're on, I'm not putting Jersey or Isle of Man into it. Yes. I no. I, okay. I was naked beneath my clothes. Yeah, uh, yeah, alright. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was listening to the radio, a little bit naughty to do while you're cycling, and I was listening to the Tour de France. So obviously I was ah. doing this journey. In the summertime. Were you, Dookie? So were you pretending like you were like, you know, one of them? I had a brief moment of thinking like that, you George know. George Hincapie. Absolutely. That I was you know, right there in the zone. You were Eddie Murphy. I was, exactly. I was you know, in the Lake District at the time and traversing some fairly nasty hills. And initially I thought, ah, oh, this will make me feel transported to this amazing cycling event happening in I the middle of France. I bet it just made France. you feel small, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was when the average speed yeah. that these amazing athletes were doing uh, got a mention in the Alps. And fine, I was in I was in the Lake District of the northwest of England in the heart of Cumbria. And I was doing a fraction of it. Yes, Mind you, I was on a fully laden bike. But, yes, uh, you must have had all your stuff with you. That was EPO, like, mayhem, and blood transfusion mayhem. So they had an advantage over you there. Abs- that was the only reason. It was the, the, e- the also, EPO. Also, they, they ride in each other's slipstreams. True, I didn't have Can anybody to do again, the slipstream. Yes. Sl- slipstreams. Right. They and ride in each other's slipstreams, so they get crisps. the advantage. Yes. And, and you know, they have whole teams of people supporting them. So I don't think that you should have let that get you down at all. So are you saying that I will be disheartened on my Tesco es- exercise bike in my living room? There are other supermarkets. There are other supermarkets. Do you, are you saying, with Martha sitting behind me, sipping her coffee, and trawling on Facebook and laughing you know, at me? I laugh at you. I just take pictures of you. You know, I put them up on Facebook. You know, you with, like, the TV in the background with Tour de France. Like, maybe we could make it look like you're actually, like, behind them. That'd be cool. With some of that uh, organ music that yeah, accompanies yeah, the show. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that last year. Yeah, For cool. the first five minutes, I feel that it would be quite enjoyable for you. Right. But unless you have a device set up where you pedaling will enable electricity to continue to be delivered to your television and that were you to stop so with the coverage i feel that boredom would set in very quickly and you would have a another device in your flat to put your laundry on don't i martha yeah she's got a trampoline that yeah, that, what is that store that stores your, oh, you dry your socks on that, Yeah, don't I dry you? my socks on my trampoline. Now, I do not want to discourage you. I 
feel that you are enthusiastic about this oh, yeah. and you should run with it. You should pedal with it. Yeah, see, I can't run because I'm just a lousy runner. I'm a lousy runner. I've tried my whole life practically to run. One time I was running in high school around the track and I was so far behind I was first. So, and the gym teacher kind of laughed at me. So I'm just a lousy, lousy runner. But I'm not bad on a bicycle. So it makes me feel like... So that kind of rounds up the whole thing, doesn't it, Dookie? Sports are not my cup of tea. Bicycling is the only thing that I can do that makes me feel like I've got some element of athleticism about me. When does the Tour de France start? The 5th of July. When will you purchase your Tesco well, stationary Well, I'm thinking bike? about doing it this week. So you'll be doing training prior yes, to the Tour de France. Because I am not at my fittest. I have to say, I am not at my fittest by any means. And I feel like if I could just get a head start on Bradley Wiggins and Chris Froome, we're not sure if Bradley's going to be in it this year, but if I can get a head he start... He said no. Yes, okay, but he was also looking for another team. Ah, right. So it might not be Team Scott, but it might be someone... If I can get a head start on Chris Froome, I will still be nowhere near their amount of fitness. But, you know, I can but try. My respiratory fitness is dreadful. I climb five stairs and I'm like heaving like an old woman. So, you know, it does need a little work. I think you should have a segment on the show starting from the week that you make your purchase called Tour de Sylvia's Sitting Room. (gasps) Can I, Dookie? And you can tell Ah! us about how you're getting on. That sounds fantastic. Your... Maximum speed achieved, yeah, God. the length of time that you put in, and I will Fabulous. find I will find the Tour de France music, that <gasps> lovely accordion electronica Dookie. mixture that greets us every time that we watch the Tour de France Fabulous. at the Duke House. Are you up for doing that? Oh, so you we have several challenges to undertake in the near future. Yeah, I want to do this, but I want to see how fast I can do it with a cup of coffee and a cigarette. And talking of coffee and I cigarettes. I would quite like to see that in the living room of the morning. And talking of yeah. coffee and cigarettes. Dookie, she is in trouble. Oh. I... D- I... Yeah... This is a new segment oh, God. called Bean and Gone. Where you know, usually Marcia... I don't care about stuff, but living with this woman who's like the nicest woman in the world has given me a guilt complex. So now I'm filled with guilt, right? I'm working, right? And I'm next to Gino's and I walked by it in the morning and I thought... May I interrupt you? Yeah, For please people that do. did not hear last week's show, Marsha, in addition to giving us fantastic overheard sound bites, is also a champion of independent retail outlets, particularly those which serve coffee. And we have a new segment on the show called Bean and Gone, B-E-A-N and Gone, in which Marsha reviews independent coffee retail establishments and... Last week, you informed us that you would be working in Marleybone in the heart of northwest London and that you had identified a coffee 
place called Gino's, and you yeah. were looking forward to going there. I was, but I looked by. I went by it in the morning. I thought, yeah, I'll go there after work. That's cool. And then I was working with another guy, and he got all in my head. Right. He's really into this colors stuff. Oh, the idea that if you personality types can be broken down to specific colors. Yeah, you heard of this? I have. I am by no means uh, an expert, but I have a, a basic grasp uh, of it. I guess we're all a bunch of hippies in here. Well, uh, yeah, he got my head. He kept all days like, you're so green and you're so red and whatever. You uh, ended up not going to Geno's is really going to be the punchline for this, isn't it? I'll go this week. I'm going. I'm going to. I swear to God. So I came out and I was he was like, we should go for coffee. And I was ready to say, let's go to Gino's. And then he came over all kind of he he doesn't like going to places he's never been before. He's kind of like a five year old when it comes to food and stuff. And I couldn't say no to him. In the words of and I Kevin Rowland from, in the words of Kevin Rowland, it was really hot that day. I was sweating like a pig. I had no energy to say no. I got to go to Geno's because it's my homework. In the words of Kevin Rowland from Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh come on, oh, Eileen. Oh Gino. Oh Gino. Oh Gino. sure of the actual overheard no, bit. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. The jury is out. Yeah, okay, so should I set the scene? Set the scene, we are at a lesbian barbecue. We're at, you know, it wasn't, you know, that was, yeah. I, we weren't eating lesbians. No, we weren't like grilling up lesbians on the barbecue. It's just this couple happened to invite us over. They were having a barbecue. Yeah, and they made some nice food. Yeah, and yeah, like we were saying, that's where we had uh, jam donuts. Correct. 
Man, that was some heavy drinking. Let's just say I was on the fizzy good the next morning. I don't know about you, Dickie. I was. There are other painkillers, but yeah. Sulpadine to the rescue. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. If you're in the States, you can't get this stuff without a prescription. Which I think is really sad, and that would actually be one of the major factors in me not moving back there, right? Solpadine, it keeps Marsha in the UK. It keeps me in the UK. You know, I like it here. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but you know that I I would be lying if I said that wasn't a factor, right? Solpadine, one of the key ingredients to keeping Marsha in the United Kingdom of Great Britain. There are other hangover remedies. There are other Uh, countries. Talking to one half of this couple, right? And she's kind of funny, kind of gal, kind of, you know. And we were just kind of, you know, uh, chitting, chatting. And so I guess it's not really an overheard. So what she says to me was, uh, my girlfriend still hasn't formally gotten a divorce. So I just refer to her ex as my husband-in-law. I had not heard that. I love that. I think it's great. I think it's great. Me too. That's brilliant. I think it's great that she uh, she's on they're all on good terms. Uh, she's on good terms with her girlfriends. Uh, still has legally husband. The three of them all get along. And, uh, and I like it. And he's seeing somebody. He seems really happy. You know, they, they all seem really happy. I like that. It's yeah, very it's, Bloomsbury group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know uh, Sylvia bangs on about them a lot. But yeah, those people who, you know, they were all kind of in a group, kind of, you know, really... Yeah, open-minded about each other's relationships. I like that. And yeah, it was a good time. It's about the love rather than the jealousy. Yeah, I like that. I like uh, husband-in-law. So, uh, did you want to segue in a coffee? There's a new segment on the Dukey radio show. So new that it hasn't got a jingle yet. But... The music in the background will change to something appropriate. And hey presto, the background music has changed. And there is a coffee reference, which is quite fitting because Bean and Gone, B-E-A-N and Gone, is about coffee retail establishment reviews, places that sell coffee, serve coffee. And earlier in the show... Marsha, you were feeling very, very guilty yeah. about having not gone to a specific place that yeah. you promised to last week. Yeah. Through time, through technology, in between that segment and this one, which yeah. to our listeners would only be a minute or so apart. Yeah. You have managed to actually visit this place yeah. and are going to report back. Yeah. It's like magic. Like, I'm going to pull a dove out of my butt now or something. Oh, excellent. Go for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty extraordinary. I'll work on that. Are you ready? The place, Geno's. The location, Mollybone. You went there yeah. earlier on. How was it? Well, you want to know what's really sad? 
Should I tell you what's really sad? See, the whole way that this came apart is that, uh, about, sorry, the whole way that this came about was me. Were you being Freudian just there? Did yeah, something maybe. come apart? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. So the whole way that this came about. Your bum came apart after the dove flew out yeah, of it. After the dove just flew out of my, my, my butthole. Torn sphincter. guilty because I frequent uh, one of those corporate places, right? Now for my coffee. You do go to a corporate British place rather than a yeah, true. corporate that is true. international firm. Yeah. I actually saw a Starbucks today that had gone out of business. That's weird. You never see that. Uh, you never see that. It's the Starbucks that I've always gone by. I've been there myself a couple of times. It's always heaving. And I noticed today, it shut down. That, how weird is that? Uh, back in my day, you'd see them on every corner. Well, yeah, Now exactly. they're shutting down. Yes, yeah, oh, weird. God. So I frequent a capitalist place, and I feel guilty about it. So I want to try to... You know, big up the independence, but I can't do that unless I go there. But Dookie... And Dookie's listeners, this morning I actually went to my corporate place first before I went to Gino's. How sad is that? As a benchmark, you have been to the place oh, that been, you baby. normally go to. Yeah. And then you decided to go yeah. to an independent concern That's in the heart of Northwest London. about my coffee ritual. So, yeah, I went there. And had my little ritual. And then, yeah, I went to Gino's. Now, how should I critique this? Okay, so what do you want? So, the atmosphere was super retro. Like, this is like old school Italian family. This place is probably built in the 60s. And they haven't decided to, to do any renovations since. Right? Right. It's not in a bad way. You know, it's clean and everything. They had fake bell peppers hanging over the counter. Right. So, which in 1975 must have been kind of, you know, kitschy. Right? But they're still there. So, it's also a sandwich bar. So, um, yeah. So you could sit there, right, and you could have a coffee, but there was a lot of butts in the way. You know what I mean? Corpulent people. Well, no, no, not customers. No, no, no. It's like, like you, you. I didn't sit there. I got my coffee to go. But if you were sitting there, because so many people are waiting for like takeaway sandwiches and stuff. They're all milling around, and, you know, the place is pretty small, so you'd probably have somebody's butt right next to you while you're, like, reading your paper. Or you're Cheeky. on your computer. Yeah. So, it's it's close. It's retro. It, it You know, it doesn't have the atmosphere of the corporates, but you could probably sit there. I wasn't there at rush hour. It was pretty quiet. So, the atmosphere, you know, I'd give it, like, a five- Right? To sit there. Five okay. out of... Out of ten. Right. Okay. okay. So, the second thing, you know, they were really friendly. So, uh, yeah, I like that. They were really friendly, really nice greeting, really good service, right? Mm. Third thing, the coffee. 
so I'll give this service a 10 out of 10. That, you know, brilliant. Excellent customer yeah. service at a high standard. You could not get better. And I had a double espresso. I don't take anything in it. And what coffee aficionados will know is that the thing about the espresso is you want a nice crema on it, right? You want that nice caramel colored fluff on the top of it and it and, you know and that's the first thing i did was i took off the lid does it have a nice crema i think that's how you say it, on top of it and it did excellent so right? so they deliver a good product to the i customer. like that i like to have a good head on my coffee so and it tasted good you know it was a really nice espresso it was pretty mellow it wasn't like put hair on your chest kind of stuff going on. It was nice. It was mellow. It had a good crema on top. I'd give it a nine. Nine for the coffee. Definitely. Ten for customer service. Yeah. Nine for the quality of the product. Yeah. Five for the atmosphere. But if you love retro, late 60s, early 70s yeah. kitsch, yeah. it would be a ten. Yeah. And... And the neighborhood is nice. Out of ten. Yeah, like Marlebone is is is, a, is a nice is a nice area, and you know, just two minutes walk from Baker Street. Uh, Gino's. You know what I noticed was I didn't notice this because I was working there last week. There's a new Costa there, just like a block away from Gino's, right. and I thought, you know, it's kind of sad. I hope it doesn't hurt their business. And I guess the only reason that people go to Costa is that, you know, it's more comfortable. They, they do make it more comfortable. But Costa are also doing this thing where they're, like, playing really loud, you know, retro 80s music. Like, if I hear Kim Carnes, Betty Davis Eyes, Blasted at volume 20, one more time, people, I'm going to have to say something. So, you know, you, you go to Costa, they do make it, you know, they got comfortable chairs, the lighting's nice, the atmosphere's nice, but they do seem like they want to get you the hell out. You know, where you're going to drive you out with Kim Carnes. Play the music loud, get the customers out. Yeah, that's exactly like, do I need to, you know, do I need to hear, you know, uh, Dire Straits on a Friday morning before work. Do I do I need to hear Sultans of Swing ever again as long as I live? I, I really don't, you know. Gino's, were they playing Italian music from the yeah, 1960s? Yeah, I don't think they were playing any music. So, you know, that's a plus in its favour. How about price? Ah, ah, thank you, Dookie. Two pounds for a double espresso that was really good. I think that's I think that's reasonable. In London especially, yeah. and in northwest London, Marleybone, Baker Street area, yeah. that's quite a bargain. Yeah, 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 it's good. It's, you know, it's comparable to the corporates and cheaper than some independents, so one of which I'll talk about next week. So there you go, Dickie. That's... That is Gino's Coffee Bar, which yeah. is based on 18 Great Central Street, yeah. London, NW1 6JH. If you know, if you know, if you're visiting here or you know, it's just across the street from Marylebone Station, right across the street. Maryland Bone Station, from what I can tell, it doesn't go anywhere. The trains don't go anywhere. No, you, you know, nobody ever goes anywhere. But, you know, it's across the street from Maryland Bone Station. So come to Baker Street. It's two, two minutes walk. 
it is a mainline station that serves a great deal of Buckinghamshire and Yeah, what the hell are the Chilterns anyway? Nobody knows what they are. It goes to the Chilterns. That's what I know. Nobody knows what the hell that, those are. What are they? Are they like mountains or something? It's a place where pale young boys disappear. It, what, is that a Morrissey reference or something? No, I just made that up now. Okay, that's kind of weird. You're weird. You're a weird guy, but you know, I like you. So there you go, Dookie. So that's Bean and Gone, and that's me, uh, Marsha, ensuring your Joe doesn't blow. Let's see what Slutty Sue is doing in her house. In her house. Let's see what Slutty Sue is doing in her house. In her house. Let's see what Slutty Are you done with those mugs? To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. And while I was on my way to the Dukey Radio Show studios, I popped into Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? So my neighbour has been playing a lot of squash lately. Which I know better is racquetball. I don't really like leaving my house, but he persuaded me to come with him so he could give me a really good, hard pounding. I went to the gym with him, and it was great because he brought all his own equipment. So we didn't have to use the clubs, which was super filthy. We played a few sets, and even though I was new to the game, he didn't go easy on me. He gave it to me really hard. We were so sweaty when we finished, and all his equipment needed a good seeing to. So this afternoon, I've mostly been polishing my neighbor's balls. Are you wasting all your time and money now? Searching Slutty Sue online I'll give you an address And you'll have the power You and Slutty Sue will be fine Facebook.com Forward slash Sue likes to clean Facebook.com Forward slash Sue likes to clean Mozza is right. If you'd like to find out more about Slutty Sue, click your way to her website, www.facebook.com 
forward slash Sue likes to clean. And that's your lot. As always, your support of this pirate ship is appreciated beyond words. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. We're playing for England, England. We're playing this song. England. We're singing for England. England. Everybody eats one on one. What you doing back there, Roy? Now you nearly gave me an heart attack. You can't sing for toffee anyway. What you doing? You're interrupting me, song. Let out, honestly. Let's just go home. Mm.